0: Welcome to Autism Coffee Talk with Taka. My name's Ashton, and this week I'll be your host as we interview Janice Kern from North Dakota. Janice is going to share with us about her involvement with Taka, a little about her family's story, and about the importance of sharing your own story. She's also going to share a few wonderful tips she's learned along the way as we learn how to share our story. As you may know, this April, TACA is kicking off the annual Family and Friends Fundraising Campaign, and there is a huge focus on sharing your story. We're challenging all TACA members to get involved and get autism tough and share their story no matter how tough it is, because someone needs to hear it. To learn more about starting a fundraising page in honor of your child and to start sharing your story, visit us at www.2016ff.com. Dot takanow.org. That link's also in the show notes for you to make it easy, along with a fun giveaway just for our listeners who sign up. More on that at the end. Well, grab your coffee and let's jump into this conversation. Janice and I had so much fun. We hope that you enjoy it too. Well, Janice, I'd like to thank you, first of all, for being here with me today and taking this plunge. You are our first interview so I'd like for you to tell everybody just a little bit about your story a little bit about your background and then we'll jump into a few questions if that's okay great
1: mainly I am a mom I have four boys one of them is diagnosed with autism which is what brings me here with you today I don't know what I would do with my life if autism hadn't come into our family it has taken over Everything we do is all about autism and helping our son get better. I found Taka a lot of years ago and found Taka to be very very helpful and now I'm involved in the organization as a volunteer. I've been volunteering with Taka since 2008 with a friend of mine. We were friends long before autism. She's actually the godmother of my son Charlie who's diagnosed with autism and two years after he was diagnosed Her younger son was diagnosed with autism as well. Then we started to join forces on this journey together, and she stumbled across the website of Taka. She was a nurse, so she was always looking for medical answers and how could she help her son become as healthy as possible. And she was very encouraging to me to check out the Taka website I would call her every few days, what was that website again? And she finally is like, you need to memorize this. It's not hard. <laughs> Talkandnow.org. And that was where we started to find real hope that our kids could get better. We heard about recovery. Uh, we learned about special diets. Especially. That was one of the biggest things we learned about. There was no, he- no other help that we could find. And diet would prove in the long run to be extremely helpful for both of our children. And one day on, when I was on the TACA website, I saw that they would like to expand TACA and open chapters across the country. So I asked her, would you consider applying to have a TACA chapter here in North Dakota with me? Yes. And so we submitted our application and I think the people involved with TACA at the time realized apparently autism is everywhere, even in North Dakota. <laughs> and so we attended our a leadership training with TACA they loved us, obviously, and obviously. couldn't wait to get Taka in North Dakota, and neither could we. And so we've been volunteering together for the Taka chapter in North Dakota since 2008.
0: Wow. So that's eight years. Then you came on and started working for Taka how many years ago, and, and what do you do? I
1: started working for Taka, helping with smaller projects short-lived projects and then I started those projects led to other projects and I would work for about five to ten hours a week but loved it so ended up working far more than the those hours and just kept saying if more becomes available please keep me in mind I very passionate about Taka, so the idea of working for an organization that I also volunteered for was very appealing and so now my main work is helping to plan uh, the national conference and overseeing all of the details that need to be taken care of that will be happening in October and then helping all of the chapters across the country get what they need so that they can bring TACA's mission to
0: the people in their area you are kinda of the TACA rock star when it comes to the conference I will say I've seen you <laughs> in action. so um, and it and Lo and behold, if if a hotel gives Janice a special pin, watch out. (laughs) Um, So, But what I really want us to focus on today is Taka is about to start a fundraising campaign called Family and Friends. So I would really love for you to talk about um, why is it so important for you to be able to share your story, and then I'd love for you to talk about why you love Family and Friends and the campaign itself.
1: The first time I was involved with family and friends was with the, my co-volunteer, Jalene. We knew that in order to keep a TACA chapter in our area, there would need to be some fundraising involved, and we weren't sure how we were going to do that. Then we learned that TACA has an annual fundraising campaign that we could participate in, and we did, and we were very excited about it. It was our first opportunity of telling our story how Taka had helped our families, and how our children were making progress. At the time, we felt that that was a new story. We hadn't, we hadn't heard other families telling that story yet, that, that they had tried several treatments, or interventions, or special diets, and their child had made significant progress. So we were anxious to tell people, our kids were improving. We want you to know about it. We were also excited to put into words how hard the autism journey had been for us, how difficult it was to hear the words, your child has autism. And we, we enjoyed it very much, being able to get our stories out there. And we just asked people, if you're going to donate to an organization that supports families with autism, we want you to know we've been helped by TACA. So if you're going to be making a donation, we want you to make it to Taka and know that Taka has helped our families. And so many people did. They would make a donation in whatever amount and this is something that Jeline has said, I and I repeat, it is better than Christmas. And it I it'll make me cry to talk about it, but to know that someone is making a donation specifically because you asked It means the world it means so much and these people couldn't really do much else for us They didn't know what to do. They didn't know anything about autism But if I told them that this organization helped me they wanted to help too. How
0: did you start to spread the word? Beyond just maybe seeing people around town.
1: Well, thankfully this was in the when we first started it was in the day of email Um, And so we sent our link out via email to everyone that we knew we would send letters and just try to talk about it and get people get people engaged. Then social media came about and we could share our story with 200 friends with a couple of clicks. And the support that poured in, whether people were able to make a donation or not, our story was even more accessible once we were able to make it available through social media.
0: So through that process, did you encounter any crazy awesome stories of people learning about your story maybe for the first time or maybe like having old friends who found out about their story and it impacted them?
1: Well, through social media, uh, through email, we were invited to a class reunion. And in the response that my husband received, she said, oh, I had noticed that you have a son with autism. My nephew has autism. He's now considered recovered. And my sister credits a lot of that recovery to special diets. And that was was one of the first times we realized that there were people out there farther than where we live that we needed to be in touch with. So just like that story helped us, we want our story to help someone else. I guess I can't, I can't name how many times another family has been helped because we've shared our story or Jolene's family has shared hers, but a, a lot of times, many times, people have commented, I read about this. I read about how you taught Charlie how to read. I read about how you, it, it's hard to go to school in the morning. So now we're trying this for our family and different things. It, it happens so often.
0: You know, I, I find very often in various fields of life that when you have a story that is tough and is somewhat painful, sharing that story ends up freeing someone else. It sounds like that's been a really recurring theme for you guys where oftentimes being brave enough just to share your story has an impact that maybe you don't even know. But is changing lives, is making a life change that if you were just silent, they, they may be left alone in their own situation without resources that you have access to.
1: Absolutely. And to even know that we volunteer for TACA, we're a family living with autism and all of the things that we've done for our son I want people to know that, but I also want them to know that a ho- an entire organization has helped us make this happen. We, we participate in a lot of things as a family, or we enroll our son in a lot of activities, and once in a while we find this humongous diamond in the rough, and, we, and Charlie can benefit from it. A Taekwondo class, an art class, a, a team, something. And truly, the people who are involved with those events, they really help our son. They make a huge, huge difference in his life. But almost everything we do, it trickles back to we wouldn't have been there that day if it hadn't been for Taka. If we hadn't changed Charlie's diet when he was five, if we hadn't started ABA, if we hadn't learned how to utilize our own insurance, if we hadn't done, you know, all of these things, we wouldn't be right there today taking advantage of this instructor or this teacher. So the bottom line is that Taka still helps us, helped us a long time ago, and I think they'll help us for years to come.
0: So I know that we probably have families out there who maybe they've never shared their story. Maybe they have been afraid to share. Maybe they feel like, their story of autism is just a little bit too tough. Like maybe they see on social media the stories of autism that look different than theirs. And they look maybe a little bit easier than theirs. And they don't know how to share their story. What is just something, just from that mom who you got the courage to start sharing your story, what would be one thing that you would say to encourage them to take that leap?
1: Everyone is scared everyone's story is hard to tell. Something that I started to, ch- to do that another mom might like, when we would tell Charlie's story each year, By the, about the third year, I was realizing I was telling all of his accomplishments, all of the successes, the really fun stuff. Like, Charlie learned how to, Charlie now talks. He can hug me. Big, big things that I know a lot of moms are still waiting for that to happen and I don't take it for granted and then I started mentioning things that Charlie hasn't done yet that we would really like to see happen and we wanted people to be a part of that success story we want you to hope for this to happen too. and my other children were watching me put this story together for Charlie one year and I wrote next year when we tell Charlie's story we want to tell you that he has a friend and that is something that is so hard to say about your own child, but there's so many people that, that want that. And my other kids said to me, mom, he, Charlie has friends. He has a lot of friends. And they were thinking of themselves and they were thinking of the kids at school who are very kind to him and supportive of him. And and he does, he has tons of people like that. And we live in a small enough community where everyone knows him by name. But I really wanted a friend. I wanted someone to get him, someone to hang with him, someone to give him a high five that really knew him and he knew them. And he still doesn't have that. And I've been saying that in his story for several years. So that should help another parent know that we all have something going on that's really tough. And there's a lot of things about Charlie that I don't share. They because they are really hard, and you know, you don't have to put it all out there, it's, it's your own comfort level. But I did notice when I put things in, in our story, here's what we hope happens next, here's what we would love to see happen for Charlie, a lot of those, those things did happen in the following year. It was almost a way to set out uh, this public goal and get all of our friends and family to want it to happen for us and to help us make it happen.
0: That's awesome. That's a really great way to take something that's really hard and even elements of something that you're hoping for so that you don't feel alone in that hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I think a lot of families could benefit from if they were able to share their story.
1: I think it also gives us an opportunity to thank people. So even, even though the math teacher is not involved with TACA, during Autism Awareness Month, there's so many people that we can say thank you to who have, who have helped us. And I have really liked using Autism Awareness Month sort of as an excuse to reach out to some of these people, give them a little shout out, uh, and at the same time, draw other families toward Taka. And here's a resource that helped us take advantage of this awesome math teacher. So there's a lot of reasons
0: to get involved and share your story. Yeah, and I think uh, one of the things that you and I have talked about uh, even recently is the fact that the Family and Friends campaign is definitely a fundraiser for TAC. It's one of the largest fundraisers that you guys do every year. However, it's really a great way to spread an awareness for families and to share the stories so that others can be brought into the family and they can know that they're not alone and so beyond being a fundraiser and you know raising money that will help chapters around the country it really ends up being this great awareness campaign
1: yes it does all those shared stories and every time one kid is helped everybody everyone benefits from that it shows people that all of our kids are worth it because all of our kids have potential and the, the and they can improve they they have it's very reasonable to want all of our children to be as healthy as they can be and that is such a focus of taka is to look at your child's overall health and get that to be as get your child as healthy as possible that's really the the bottom line. And and if you can improve your child's health, you can reduce their symptoms of autism. And and that's what everyone wants. Right. That's so
0: true. I want to ask you a couple of questions just here at the end. Just some things that maybe are on your list. I kind of shared these with you beforehand. So I hope that you have them in your head. But what's a favorite resource of yours right now that you're using or have utilized with Charlie or with the family that you would encourage other families to go find?
1: Well, it's a bit of a broken record, but it's amazing that after volunteering for, I don't know how long now, (laughs) and going to a talk event at at least once or twice a month, that I still learn. And sometimes it's almost embarrassing that, you know, I'm the one that's leading the meeting or calling the shots at at a talk meeting. And then someone will say something that I just never thought of and (laughs) the most recent thing was a speech pathologist doing speech sessions in in your home. And now that I have a teenager, I kind of started getting lax maybe and not looking into new therapy options and so we found this speech therapist that will come to our home and it turns out she's just fantastic with teenagers. And that was something I started to tell other families, too, was start looking at things that or people who weren't really a good fit for your child when your child was younger. Now, if you have an older child, maybe their personality mixes just perfectly. And that was the case with this speech pathologist. That speech pathologist then started working with a teen group. So she has a group of teenage boys and they do group speech therapy once a month and they one month, they do a community service project. The next month, they do something for fun that's purely social. So that, it's, that's still kind of my resource is listening to other parents and finding out what they're doing.
0: Yeah, that connectivity and sharing of resources is so vital.
1: And it's true that we don't get out much. You know, autism moms have a hard time socializing and I get so much more information face to face. And the Ataka activity, it's such an excuse to just leave my house and be able to focus and think and relax and get great information. So that's still kind of my go-to.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so here's the next question. What is a favorite book right now that you are reading or have read recently? And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be autism related. It can be, but it doesn't have to be.
1: The last really good autism book that I read, the most recent, is Victory Over Autism. The only disappointment about that book is that I was not personally mentioned. So there is that problem. I (laughs) knew the author and I got to admit, with every page, I thought, surely this woman is going to mention me at some point. And then I thought, is this the only reason I'm reading it to the end, you know, to see if I'm in it? Am I that self-serving? Apparently I am. But a lot of people I know are mentioned, and I related to so many of the things that she talks about and the people that she talks about, and uh, the, the story is great. It's a great resource for families. We're actually featuring it as a talk, uh, book club discussion. So that's my that's awesome. latest, greatest autism book. Another autism book that I really loved a long time ago, and I still look in it once in a while, is Engaging Autism, and that really helped me. I needed a new way of being a parent to my son with autism, and that helped me think a little bit differently. I'm a big fan of the Five Love Languages. Yes, uh, I just pulled that back out because one of my kids, I wasn't really sure what. How can I? How can I get a little tighter with this one? And. I love books. I really love books. I can never have too many books. Those might be at the top of my list right now. All right. I like it. And once, so. I should tell you too, once when, once Charlie made enough progress, I, I remember the first time I sat down and read a book that wasn't about autism, that I actually just read for pleasure. It, it was a huge moment for me to realize that I could breathe again, that he was Uh-oh. making progress and that I could, I could do something for myself. and. And that Christmas, my husband gave me the book um, Twilight, and he said, it's time for you to re-enter pop culture. And he, That's awesome. he said, I, "This is it's in People Magazine, it must be popular, so read this book. And then there was a movie about it. I felt like I had re-entered the world when I read that book. You were like a, a reborn tween yeah. at that point, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to go on public record saying that it's a favorite book or anything. It just helped me. But it me. was just like,
0: it was just memorable because yeah. of that. Yeah.
1: Right. It was like
0: an emergence. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we won't put it in the favorite category, but no. we'll definitely put it in the like memorable right. moments. Right. Uh, hey, it's part of the story, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Um, okay, so last question, and then we'll wrap up. But what is a favorite family go-to activity right now, something that everybody can do that you're really loving or that you've experienced recently that might be an encouragement to other families to jump out there and, and do family activities together? You guys are really good at this.
1: It's very important to me. I love having the, the six of us together enjoying something To have all boys, that kind of helps guide our interests and what we do as an activity. Two things that we did this winter that feel like we conquered what we thought was impossible. We all went to a movie together and it was the biggest deal. My husband is a big Star Wars fan from his childhood and to have four boys, this was a really big deal was to see Star Wars as a family but Charlie was for years not able to be in a movie theater and just too uncomfortable. We had tried several times and tried to work our way into that experience and it just, we couldn't make it happen. And it was very disappointing. It was a, it was a big, easy, should have been an easy family outing, you know, who can't go to a movie, but other autism families will totally, they're all nodding their heads when they hear me talk about that. And we Charlie has made enough progress. We were able to go to that movie as a family and that's we, awesome. and he loved it and all four of them loved it and it was it was a family experience. The other thing that we did this winter was uh, downhill skiing. downhill skiing it's not that you have to learn how to ski it, you know you do, but that's not all there is to it. You have to be able to wait in line at a ski lift um, you have to not not yell and make the people around you nervous. You know, my son is a teenager now and he's larger than I am. He's a gr- he looks, he's the size of many grown men, you know, the shorter ones. <laughs> and, uh, last Christmas, we called this very small ski area. Like I said, to find a diamond in the rough, it, it's this little gem in the middle of North Dakota along the Canadian border, no Winter Park. I grew up skiing there and I called and I said, I know you have an adaptive ski program, but it was aimed at people with um, a physical disability. From what I could tell, I said, is there any chance you could accommodate a child with autism and try to teach him how to ski? And the first words that this guy named Dan on the phone said to me, well, can you tell me a little bit about your son? And I thought, we have found it. Here is our guy. And we all went skiing that day. And he took Charlie and his brothers for a ski lesson, along with a woman named Anne, who apparently also has angel wings. The two of them together taught our four boys how to ski. And now Charlie will ski down a mountain without adaptations. He can do it on his own. And we were able to take a family ski trip you know, even any family, that's something they would think, we, I don't know if we would ever be able to take a family ski trip. So I felt like we really had conquered literally a mountain. And so those are the two biggest deals that we've, that we've done this year.
0: That's so awesome because, you know, I think whenever we have obstacles in our way, we're very prone just as human beings to resist, making that phone call to say, hey, you know, I, I, I could find myself actually looking at that website and going, oh, yeah, they do adaptive stuff, but just for people with physical disabilities. But I love that, you know, you guys have the heart and the, the family drive to go, hey, but no, let's just see. Let's just see. Let's just ask the question. And then to be met by a guy named Dan who says, well, tell me about your son. Because that's, that opens the door. If they're willing to listen, then, then we can walk through those doors, and we can help bring that awareness, and then we can all have this experience. And I think and every it, family
1: it, has the opportunity to be the first family. So don't be afraid to be the first good. family. And we have had that experience even in our, in, even in our school district. Um, you know, we've never done XYZ before. Well, how about if we make this the first time? And then we hear from families with children younger than Charlie who have benefited from that change that's in our, in our public school district. Had I been afraid to be the first family? Had I thought, you know, it's never been done, so it can't be done? And this ski program, I think they, they were there for, for us. And I could have been scared to make the call. You're absolutely right. But I'm so glad that I did.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you did too. Well, I really want to thank you for joining me today and for being so open and honest and sharing different pieces of your own story. We really hope that others will take the chance to look into the family and friends campaign that is kicking into gear. Be brave and share their own story to really be able to help others who are out there just waiting to hear somebody else's story. Somebody else who went first, right? Mm hmm. So, thank you for your time. And until the next time, the next interview, we'll find another topic and bring you back. Can't wait. All right. I love
1: talking. I love talking about Saka.
0: <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I want to thank you for joining me today and for listening to mine and Janice's conversation. I just love her. We will certainly have her back to discuss other topics, and maybe, just maybe, we can find out if she went full tween and read Hunger Games, too. Like I said at the beginning, we really want to encourage you to go and look at the Family and Friends fundraising site. Sign up for a campaign in honor of your child, or simply donate and encourage your family and friends to do the same. Sharing your story can be so empowering. It can also be so inspirational for those around you. It will make a difference. And just like Janice said, every child we get to help ends up helping everyone. So go visit www.2016ff.talkanow.org to learn more. Also, for those that sign up, we have a special digital giveaway that we just want to send to you. It's a beautiful digital print that we made with you in mind. It'll be emailed to you directly when you sign up, and you can print it and use it as a daily reminder to never give up. Well, that's all for this Coffee Talk. Until next time, I hope that you have a wonderful day, and we look forward to chatting again with you soon.